Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. I am coming to you today talking about reasonable limits. So we talked about broken boundaries. <clears throat> Super sorry. We talked about broken boundaries and what it meant to be uh, broken and how it feels to be broken. And then we talked about what a boundary is. And if you have not had a moment, a time to look that up and see what that uh, looks like, um, some of the things that we talked about in that podcast were um, what it means to break. To break means to separate or to cause to separate into pieces as a result of a blow, shock, or strain. And we went into a lot of detail. We also talked about how to break means to make or become an operative. So by the time something is broken, broken just means that having been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece or in working order. So we definitely don't want to be uh, in a place where we are broken and our boundaries or our limits have been broken or uh, violated. When we think of our limits, we think of a dividing line. We set a place where, hey, this line right here, a boundary rather, I'm sorry, when we think of a boundary, we think of a dividing line, something that is not to be crossed. So when we talk about reasonable limits, we're talking about setting in place reasonable limits so that we don't have broken boundaries so that we can understand what it is that causes people on the inside to to break to have that break or gap in continuity or they're able to continue to work and to have a working order so we're going to look at what it means to be reasonable when we think of the word reasonable we think of having sound judgment fair sensible remember google's my friend we just define reasonable bam okay uh it also says based on good sense hmm good old sense uh and then it also says to be able to think understand or form judgments by a logical process here goes that word again process. So when we consider something to be reasonable, that means we have to think about the entire process. What is this going to look like? If I tell my children, uh, I need your homework done by this time, or I'm taking your phone. That's reasonable. That's within limits. Okay. If I tell them, uh, if you don't have your homework done by uh, tonight at such and such time, you are going to be grounded for six weeks. That's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. That is not even, that's not based on good sense. That's just you being frustrated and you like, oh, you going to pay today. <laughs> that's not reasonable. Stop it. Don't do that anymore. It also says as much as is appropriate or fair, moderate, moderate. Okay. So when we think of this portion and I really like this part, um, as much as is appropriate What's practicable? What is sensible? What is suitable? What fits? What consequence or disciplinary action fits what happened or the situation? Okay, so now we're going to look at the word limit. So when I'm looking at the word limit, here I am. I'm looking at 
a point or level beyond which something does not or may not extend or pass. So if I set a curfew and I say, I need you to be in the home by 8 p.m., especially if it's a school night, right? You're not about to be out here just kicking it and you probably haven't done all your chores. You probably haven't don't have your clothes ready, blah, blah, blah. I need you to be at home by 8 p.m. Some people are like, oh, eight, that's so early. Okay, well, whatever works for you. You want him to come in at one o'clock in the morning? That works good for you? Cool for school. I'm just giving an example, 8 p.m. So 8 p.m., be home. Once you extend past 8 p.m., you have crossed the limits. You're in the no-no zone. Okay, so I want to keep that. Uh, there's another uh, another uh, definition. It says a restriction on the size or amount of something permissible or possible. Who? So there we go. We're talking about that limit, the maximum, the ceiling. You cannot go above past this time. So we're staying still uh, with the first definition. A point or level beyond which something does not or may not extend or pass. So we already talked about reasonable and we stuck with the definition as much as is appropriate or fair or moderate. We will not extend past the point or level that has been set. Hey, we just combined those two definitions. Okay. All right. So when we're looking at setting reasonable limits, we're trying to avoid breaking boundaries because at at some point, we have to remember that if I keep on crossing over these limits or extending past these limits, what I'm doing is I'm causing frustration. I'm breaking levels of trust. I'm breaking boundaries. So this is re setting reasonable limits is preventative maintenance. I'm setting these limits and I'm going to continue to work the process. Remember, there's a process in this. I'm going to continue to work this process so that I do not break the boundary. So when we talk about setting reasonable limits, we're doing preventative maintenance in our home because we don't want to create reckless behavior. Uh, we're going to be talking about careless living, li careless living here soon. And, um, we don't want to create that type of lifestyle in our home. Sometimes we look at our homes and we say, oh my gosh, this home is in an utter disarray. This weekend, I, I sincerely just looked around. I didn't say too much, but I looked around um, and I, I kind of just was like, okay, this is not what I'm looking for. Clothes weren't done by Friday. Uh, things were just left in a washer. Now you got to rewash stuff. Now you're off schedule. Now it's a hoof and tough because things are just not running as scheduled. You know, and we're in a season of doing AAU basketball. My son's on a traveling team and my husband is one of the coaches. And it just, man, when things don't work in their proper order, it throws things off. And, you know, if you've ever been on any type of uh, traveling league or if your children have played any type of sports or if you had a busy weekend, you understand what it's like by Sunday. You really just want that time to rest. You have exerted so much energy over the week. And sometimes weekends just really aren't a week to end all of the busyness. Sometimes it's like 
an extra level of busyness. <laughs> it's, it's almost like an extended work week. So you don't get the opportunity to really rest like you would like. So things being out of order just really puts you in a place. And it's not a place of ease. It's uneasiness. And I'm not happy when you break my limits. <laughs> I'm not happy when things don't run as scheduled. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me to shift back into place. One thing I realized when I'm taking the moment to shift back into place is that sometimes I set unreasonable limits. I just, I get frustrated and I'm like, you know what? Hmm. I remember, uh, <laughs> this is funny. I remember my husband was uh, chastising my oldest son and he told him, he said, you better not get in trouble until you get to college. And I was like, uh, Mayday, he better not get in trouble when he in college and we playing all this money or he's getting a scholarship or whatever. You know, I'm like, and then he was like, he, he brought him back downstairs uh, to talk to him. He said, you know what? I said, I didn't want you to get in trouble until college. He said, but I meant for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I was thinking he was going <laughs> to, I was thinking he was going to smooth it out. And he just extended the unreasonableness of it. <laughs> and that was the funniest side of it. Cause we ended up laughing about it. All of us did. We ended up laughing about it uh, later. But at the time I was trying to keep a straight face. Cause I'm the silly one. I was trying to keep a straight face and just look out the window like, oh my gosh, hurry up and make him go upstairs so I can laugh. Like, this is hilarious. And, um, you know, he, he realized how unreasonable it was. And then they had a great talk, which was awesome. And, um, I said, oh, wow, this is, this is cool because my husband is such an example. He's an example of a couple of things and I don't get to talk and brag about him a lot. Uh, because this is all about moms, but I do want to say that it helps when you have a um, father who brings a balance. It doesn't matter really whether the father is in the home or not. Sometimes we make that into a big deal. Sometimes you literally have to work with the situations that you have at hand. But if you have a, uh, a husband who is an awesome father, if you have a uh, baby's dad or a father of your children who is maybe he wasn't so great at being your boyfriend. Maybe he wasn't so great at being your husband at one time, but he's a great father. That is so important. Uh, Jana Stevens was talking about how somebody may not be a great man. They may not be a great husband, but allow them the opportunity to be a great father. I want to put that plug in because sometimes as moms, we become overwhelmed because of our duties being so weighty us having so many duties and tasks on the table. And it seems sometimes like the fathers get off, you know, they get off really easy in a lot of cases. Now, um, I want to say that fathers are great in their own right, just like you're great in your own right. I can't do everything. And there are some things that my husband does so much better than me, staying calm, being peaceful. That is just his niche. He just has that thing down pat. He is able to stay calm in some of the most tumultuous times to me, to me, to me. Sometimes I can over exaggerate things because I do like things in extreme order. I'm very strict on the inside and I try to be silly to uh, bring a balance to what I'm feeling on the inside and careful not to exert what I'm feeling on the inside outside to people. 
I'm, I'm really getting better at, at that because I used to be just a lost cause. But here I want to talk about how my husband brings a balance and he'll say, you know, babe, when you were that age, what is it that you needed? What is it that you wanted? You wanted some form of discipline. Yeah, discipline. You actually, children actually like discipline. They like things to be in order. That's a, that's a true story. They still want their free time, but they actually really do like order. Children really fl- function better when they have schedules. It's a true, true story. Yes, life can be lived randomly. You can randomly do things all day long, but it's better if you randomly do things at a set time. You know, it's it's better if you randomly do things, but you still have a set schedule, better put, right? Okay, so for him, he'll tell me things like, you know, even for you, when God has to get on you, you don't want him to just go completely off on you. You don't want him to tell you things that are beyond the beyond. You want him to come at you in a way not only that you can understand it, but so that you can also live up to his expectations. And that, you know, it seems so simple, but for me, I can sometimes be hot-headed. So by the time I get upset, I'm like, I am upset and I want it done my way. And it just, it doesn't go so well. That's the point of the process. Remember, we talked about reasonable. We said it was able to think, understand or form judgments by a logical process. In order for me to set that reasonable limit, I have to come down and reason with myself. I love how the Bible talks about how God consults or reasons with himself. He goes through the process because if God was to just if he was to exercise his wrath on how he really feels with all, all the grace, the mercy and the blood of Jesus and the uh, Jesus crying out for us on the mercy seat without all of that, my God, what would it be like? But because he's such a loving father, he takes the time to process things. Now he, it doesn't have to take him a long time because you know, he is the Lord God. He changed not. He knows everything. He's already seen this thing. It's already been done. Huh? But at one time he thought this thing out. Parents, it makes sense for us to think things out. When we think things out, what happens? We have a more logical decision that's being made. Because we're taking the time to think that, how would I want to be treated? And because our children are our products of us and our spouse or us and um, the, the child's father, we know that there's some similarities on the inside of them. I know some people are like, oh, no, Bobby is just like Grandpa Joe. He's just like my dad. Okay, you're a product of your dad, right? Okay, so there's some similarities in there. We're not going to get technical on this. We're just not. Come back. Okay, so when we look at this, we're going to say there are some things that I know that we have similarities to. But just logically thinking about this thing. If I tell my child to do the dishes, And I've done this thing where um, I say, do the dishes. If not, then this. 
We already discussed that sometimes my if not, then this can be unreasonable. But when I think things through, normally it is appropriate, fair, practicable, sensible, appropriate. It is. Okay. It fits what's going on. It fits the situation. So if one of my children does not complete their chores on time, say the dishes, you know, I'm looking at this. I'll say, okay, so you wanted me to cook this. Everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. Well, so-and-so hasn't done the dishes. So what I'm going to do is we're going to change the menu. Instead of us having this, we're now going to have this. You can either get you some Roman noodles. You can get you some mac and cheese until this kitchen is clean. I'm not cooking in it. Now that usually lights a fire under who or whoever is supposed to be doing the chores because they're like, oh, I am not missing my choice, my dish choice. Or, you know, if we all t- spent time together and did the menu together, they're like, oh, no, I really wanted that. So, I'm, boy, you better hurry up and do the dishes. You better, you know, everybody is like pushing. Hey, get this done. And then I'm like, oh, well, if you don't do your chore, you know, I make sure it's reasonable. And I'm not just putting all the blame or whatever on one person. But when we set these reasonable limits, here's the purpose of that. When I set a reasonable limit, when I tell you to do something, I am simply teaching you how to follow instructions. These are basic principles of survival. If you cannot listen to what you are told to do, process it in your mind and understand that this is something, this is an instruction given. I am to do this at this by this time because my parents asked me to. And this time they gave me a time to do it. Now, if I say something like it is your trash day, take the trash out now. Mom, I'm finishing up an assignment. Can I do it at this time? Can I do it when I get done? Yes. When you get done, if I see you scrolling your little thummies on that phone and you're popping up Instagram, Snapchat, getting your streaks and all that great stuff. uh, No, ma'am. No ham. No spam. We not doing that. I want it done now. You have now crossed the limit. So now you've went went beyond that point that I said, do not cross. I said, do it when you got done with your homework. You didn't do it. Mm-mm-mm. Shame, shame, shame on you. So what we're doing is we're causing them to think about things and we're preparing them to be able to take instruction and follow those instructions That has to be done when you are in school. That has to be done on your job. It has to be done in life. If you are told not to go above 35 miles per hour in a residential area and you are caught doing 60 and you see the popo police law enforcement behind you, you know you're getting a ticket, boo. Yeah, they set a reasonable limit and you went beyond it. So now you are to adhere to the consequences. You're stuck to them like glue. Yes, you may get mercy. Yes, you may be able to talk your way out of the ticket. Hopefully you're not undressing your unbuttoning a blouse to show nobody no creases and crevices. Hopefully you just be honest, sir. I realize that I went above the speed limit. I'm so sorry that I did that. Is there any possible way 
that you can grant me a pass. That's suitable, right? But guess what? Sometimes God puts us in a position where we have to learn from those things and you don't get that pass. Sometimes the warning is just not enough. Sometimes there has to be another way. Now, some of you may not uh, agree in disciplining your children uh, by way of spankings and things like that. Some of you might not agree with it. And if you don't, that's okay. Remember, when we talk about spanking, we're not talking about beating someone to death. The rod of correction that the Bible mentions is not always that big, literal rod. It's not. We're not in that same dispensation where folk was getting stoned to death. We're not. You know, it's not so common anymore to see people uh, that are in the firing squad line. It's just not. You know, I just want to tell you that it's just not common. So what we are doing is we are making sure that we instill consistently. That limits are there. For a purpose. The purpose is because once you understand and learn limits, you are able to respect people and function better together as a unit or whole. When I set these limits and I say, okay, at this time, I don't want you to come into my room. Or sometimes when I'm doing a recording for a podcast, I'll say, okay, I'll need everybody to be in bed by 10 p.m. Even if we're having a movie night, okay, we start our movie at eight by nine 30, we should be done nine 30. You're winding down. We're telling our Bible stories. We're saying our prayers, shut your eyeballs and your mouth and your TV and your lights off 10 PM maximum, no more because now I'm doing something, but it's after I've respected everything that you wanted to do. I gave you room to do what you wanted to do, but I'm telling you don't cross this limit. Because I don't want you to. You know how sometimes you are children. Well, why not? Simply because I asked you not to do it. It's a rule that's set in place. Well, why? This is such a questioning. Oh my gosh. They question the, the, why is the sky blue right now? You know, if I had my choice, mommy, why does the sky have to be blue? My favorite color is green. Why couldn't God make the sky green? Well, mom, I don't understand why I have to be in bed by 10. You know, I'm such and such age. And Phoebe's parents, they don't make her. I don't care. You know, and in my head, I'm saying, I don't give a rat's bun. I don't care. Get out of my face. Do what I said and don't make me repeat myself. Now, sometimes I might actually say that out loud. And then I'll correct myself and say something like, it's not that I don't care. It's that this home is different from anybody else's home. We are not out to look like anybody else's home. And I mean that our blueprint for our home is different. And I take pleasure in knowing that my home does not have to, was not meant to mimic the life of anybody else. Your home is your home. It's your own personal domain. Honey ain't but one king and queen up in there or one queen and the king is still Jesus if you allow him to reign in there. And because it is set in a certain order, 
you will adhere to our rules. You may not always like them. Honey, when God tell me to do certain stuff, I'll be like, mm, mm. I, you know what, God, when I signed up to give you my life, I, he'd be like, you what? Because I thought you gave your life away. Hmm. At that note, I shut my little bitty lips and I don't say nothing else because guess what? He's right. He's right. He's right. I signed up for it. I signed up for it. And you know what? We might not like everything that God tells us to do, but we signed up to it when we gave it our lives over. And it's hard to replicate that to our children because they're like, well, I didn't ask to be here. You're right. You didn't. But guess what? God decided to bring you into this family. God allowed us to be together, husband and wife. Or say you've adopted someone or you have a foster child in your in your domain. You're here for a reason and a purpose. There's something that God wants me to impart into you. There's something that God wants you to receive from me. And guess what? I don't want you to think that it's just one way. I'm learning so much from you too. It's not just a one way street. It's not that I am just some uh, tyrant over here. I'm not just barking orders at you just for the fun of it. Okay. Except when I tell you to go get the remote, cause I sincerely don't want to go get it. And I ask it really, really nicely. Hey honey, can you please go get that remote for me? And sometimes the remote's not really far, but I just really, really don't want to move. And they're, you know, they're so full of energy. Okay. Side note ended, but you know, we're really teaching them something. We're really teaching them something. And listen, remember we talked about a pliable heart in episode 32 on broken boundaries. So now we're talking about not only having a pliable heart when it comes to setting boundaries and setting limits, but I ought to be able to receive from my children. Oh, everything that comes out of Ryan and Jessica's mouth is not wrong. Some of it is pure wisdom and knowledge from on high. And if you're so busy thinking I ain't got to listen to you, you're going to miss out because if God can use a donkey, he can sure enough talk through our kids. Don't put a limit on God. Let God out the box. Sometimes he's going to use our children to correct us. To bring us back into having sound judgment, being fair and sensible. Sometimes common sense is going to flow through them and they're going to speak some things to us. And it's going to sound so clear. You're going to be like, wow, did that just come out of them? But then you got to chew on it. You got to eat on that. And you got to take that. You got to allow that substance to feed you. To get all in your bones, to get in your bloodstream so that you can start applying it just like you asked them to do with you. Remember, relationships are reciprocal. It's a give and it's a take. It shouldn't be an out of balance relationship within the home. It shouldn't be I'm giving all of these orders, but I'm not willing to take instruction from even the least in the home. If you believe that you don't have to listen to your children, you're in error. The Bible didn't say suffer the children to come just for no reason. 
The Bible says in a child shall lead them. If there are little leaders, it don't, there's no cap on what age they start leading. Honey, an infant can point somewhere and show you something and it can be a, a, some, a, a bad situation getting ready to happen. Their little eyeballs catch hold of it and see it. And if you don't adhere to what they're showing you, it could cost you your life. We don't have a right to put a cap on how God uses our children. We don't have that right. Remembering that God gave us our children. Our children are arrows in our bosom. These are our awesome little kids. We're shooting these babies out into the world. But what are we shooting them out with? Are we shooting them out with, you know, sound, reasonable judgments? Are we giving them what they need? Are we teaching them an imbalanced weight and justice system within our home and then expecting them to believe that there's going to be any type of fairness, any type of reasonable action being taken place outside the home when they haven't experienced it inside? Oh, woof and tough. That's not right. That don't make a hill of a sense, huh? No, no, stop it. Let's not keep repeating that. Let's get to a point where we are operating within reasonable limits. Let's make sure that we are setting up a system that can be followed. Even when it comes to scheduling, my God, God did not create us to be so busy. Listen, he said work while it's day. He didn't say how hard you had to work. When he said, I beat my body into subjection, he was talking about, I caused my flesh to come under submission of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't he was talking about, I'm beating my body up all day long. I'm busy and I'm in the trenches and I'm doing it. I'm doing Stop it. That's not what he's talking about. Because if we look at the life of Jesus alone, yes, he was out, but Jesus took time to rest. He didn't care what was going on. He took time to rest. Sometimes it had to disturb him from his sleep. Remember when they was on the boat and the waves was tossing and turning and everybody was frantic, but Jesus was night night. He was at total peace. And sometimes that's where we have to get. Sometimes our schedules are so weighty because we think that we have to be a certain way. What is really on your schedule? Is the stuff that's on your schedule really supposed to be there? Is it really supposed to be there? Now, I really want you to think about this, because if this stuff that's on your schedule is really not supposed to be there. Then guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It means that you either are doing something to overcompensate for something else that's out of order. Case in point, I don't I don't really know how to be a parent. 
So I'll just put you in all these activities so I don't have to be a parent. So you're too busy to notice my shortcoming. Or if you're saying, oh, well, uh, Lyndon and Linda and Jaron, they they have all this stuff going on for their kids. And if I don't have my kids in that, they're, they're going to think that. What? What are, what are they going to think? And why do you care so much about what they think? Is it really what your child wants to do? Are you pushing them beyond their limits? Are you even doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you pushing yourself beyond your limits? What unreasonable limits are in your life, in your home that need correcting? You have an opportunity to do so. And in doing so, guess what happens? We set our home in order. It's a working, functioning order. And it's well within our limits. It is sensible. It is rational. It is practicable, acceptable, satisfactory. It's within our limits. It's within our limits. We're not at an extreme. We have not passed the ceiling or the maximum that we can take or accept. We are living with just weights and balances and we are pleasing God. Remember everything that we do. The Bible says, let everything that you do be done as unto the Lord. And sometimes it seems as if God is standing at the door and he's waving. Hey, 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 I'm over here. You're you're going the wrong way. I just want you to operate this way. I don't want you to compete with anyone. I don't want you to feel like you have to do this to please somebody else. I don't want you to feel like you have to do this to fit in. I want you to operate your home the way that I'm telling you to. I've got strategies to help you get this thing in order like you want. I've got a plan. Oh, listen, listen, listen. And it's a great plan. It's to give you an end that you would expect. (laughs) I'm telling you. If you just work my plan, it's some good stuff. Let God in. Let him in. Let him in your heart. Let him in your mind. Let him get all in them emotions. So you're not caught up. And so caught up that you become unreasonable. Take some time to process. Process. What's going on in your home and how it's going on so that the home can function in a way that pleases God. Will you have some kinks? Will there be some bumps and bruises? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There will. Can you do it? Yes, we can do it. Yes, we can. Because with God, all things are possible. Remember, he said, well, man, I'm not so not so sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, nothing's possible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. 
All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. Have faith. Have faith. I don't even know how to do that. God broke my boundary of faith. Oh, did he? Oh, really? <laughs> That's what my daughter says. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, listen, there are points and times in our life where we don't agree with God's decisions. And then there are points where we have blamed things on God that it wasn't even God. Maybe God allowed it, but it wasn't God that did it. Sometimes he allow, the Lord allows certain things to take place. It doesn't make him a, a mean God. It doesn't make him a mean, bad dad. <laughs> Destroy those concepts. Destroy those ideas. Destroy those feelings and do not allow them to rule you. Our God is a loving father. And he chastises those whom he loves. Yes. But God gives so much instruction. He gives so much wisdom. And because he's sovereign, which means he does things and he doesn't have to explain himself to us. We don't have to agree with them. He's our father. He is our creator. Can the clay say to the potter, why have you made me like this? Vessel, be a vessel and allow God to use you. Stop making so many excuses why you can't take responsibility for what's going on on the inside of you. There are times in our lives when we've been hurt and damaged and I can write a book on just that. But I can't blame God for everything. Sometimes we have to take responsibility and say, yes, that was me. What does this have to do with reasonable limits? Because listen, a lot of us have broken boundaries. You've crossed limits and lines and you expect there to be no consequence for your action. But you are so ready to impute those same consequences to every action that your child does. But you don't want to be responsible for your actions. You are unreasonable. And while it may hurt, while it may feel like somebody's stepping on your toes, it, it, it's right and it's tight. It's okay. Make the adjustment. If the shoe fits, wear it. Oh, I meant to say it's tight, but it's right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it. Sometimes you get in uncomfortable spots where God will say, listen, you have been grieving and you have been mourning. But now I want you to shift gears. I know you're hurting. And in sometimes, in some places, especially when it's about the loss of a loved one, there are areas where you still might hurt down the road. I've lost people in my life and I sometimes I think about them and the tears well up. The pain is still there. I can feel it sometimes like it just happened again. But we don't stay there. We don't relish and, you know, tap dance in there. We're not swimming in that. We stick it and moving. Whoop. Whoop. I felt that. Now I'm replacing that with a good memory. Remember, we talked about, it says, um, 
I want to say it's Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Yes, I was right. Look at God. Won't he bring it back to our remembrance? Won't he do it? It says in Philippians 4, 8 through 9, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, remember we said that also means excellence or strength. If there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do it. And the God of peace will be with you. Maybe you are in a place where you are stuck in the land of unreasonable. God wants to pull you out, but let me tell you how he's going to pull you out. If you allow him, he's going to ask you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's going to ask you to pull yourself out of the trench of stinking thinking. He's going to ask you to change the way that you're looking at that. Your view has to shift. Your perspective has to change. And you have to be willing to say, God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to take my eyes off of this and I'm going to put on the eyes of the Lord and I'm going to say, okay, I can see it your way. I'm going to walk this walk the way that you're asking me to. Yes, I know that I'm going to slip and trip sometimes and I'm going to allow myself room. I'm not going to beat myself up because in beating yourself up, you beat up God's child and God doesn't like it. I remember one time I was so hard on myself, like, oh my gosh, you keep messing up. I'm tired of you, Natalia. I'm so tired of you. Why do you keep doing this stuff this way? Are you stupid? What is wrong with you? Why can't you get it right? And guess what? <laughs> I was depressing my own darn self. Because I was not speaking anything that was honest, true, lovely, just, pure. There was no good reports that I was speaking to myself. I wasn't even taking time to build myself up. I was simply beating God's daughter. And he told me one day, he said, stop beating my daughter. I don't like it. And when he said it to me, it, it brought tears to my eyes because I was just like, God, I feel like such a failure. I feel like I can't get this right. I feel like I just can't do it your way. I just want to vacate from this. I want to stop trying because I feel like nothing in me is good enough to do it. He said, good. I'm glad you've come to that conclusion. Okay. So right then I was really, really ticked. Like what? I'm pouring my heart out. This is all you got to say. This is all you got to say to me. Because remember, God's sheep know his voice. I know my daddy's voice. I know it was him talking and not the enemy. But really, here's what the Lord was saying. I need you to get out the way. I want you to stop trying to do everything. In and of your own strength, you have limits. There's only so much that you can do. But when I put on the strength of the Lord and I allow him to work in and through me, I can do so much more. And guess what? I don't have to carry such a big load. He frees me up. 
in Christ. <laughs> Listen, there's so much liberty in him. The Bible says it best. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of me. So he's ready to free me up, but I've got myself in a cage. And he's like, let me out of here so I can do the work. He wants me to allow him the opportunity to do the work. And sometimes I get in my own way. Sometimes you can get in your own way. Sometimes our children get in their own way. And sometimes we try to be God and we try to correct people and we are in error. It is not my job to correct people. It is not my job to be misfix it. It's God's job. It's my job to move out of his way and allow him the opportunity to be God. However he sees fit. If he wants me to say something, he's going to give me the words to say. And he's going to tell me when and how to say it so that it has the effect that he wants it to have. If I get in myself, if I get in my flesh and try to do it my own way, I could mess it all up. And then guess what? God may give me the opportunity to smooth it over and do it again. But there's only so many chances you're going to get. He says it at best. I will not strive with man always. Listen, I'm not going to keep on fooling with you. If you don't want to do it this way, I will give you room to do what you want, which is to self-destruct. But remember, what you do does not only affect you, it affects others around you. Are you willing to take that chance? Are you willing to be a tool for the enemy to use to destroy your home? Think about it, because when I think about it, it hurts on the inside. God, forgive me for the times that I just was hell bent on doing it my way. So bent that I bent everybody else in the home. And they were seconds from breaking. Forgive me. Because I wanted to do it my way. And in doing it my way, I messed up so much. God, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me for breaking people and pushing people beyond their limits. Forgive me because I wanted to do it my way and you wanted it another way and I didn't want to listen. Forgive me. And God, help me not to do it again. Help me to keep passing the test over and over and over again. So much till it becomes muscle memory and my muscles only flex in your direction. Oh God, help us. Help us, God. Help us to do it your way. Help us to be reasonable. Help us, God. Help us to go through the process so that we can execute the process the way that you want us to so that we can then, Lord God, relay the process and demonstrate the process so that it makes it easier for those underneath us and around us to follow the process so that we can make it to our destination.
but most of all, so that we can please you, God. Our goal is to please you, God. Our goal is to please God. That's it. Please God. And pleasing God, listen, and pleasing God, that doesn't mean everybody's going to be happy with you. Nope, that's not what it means. And pleasing God, it simply means that. I am pleasing the Father. Everything that you do is not going to be cool with everybody. Because everybody is in their own process. They may be at a point where they're unreasonable. And please give them grace. The same grace, the same mercy that God showed you. I was so horrible of that. I just, I didn't have no grace. Sorry for the double negative, but I really didn't have no grace. It was gone gone. It's hard for me to show people mercy, but I wanted God to show it all the time. Oh, God, forgive me. Oh, one more time. Here I come to you, Lord, just asking for your forgiveness. And somebody else will come to me and I'll be like, no, ma'am, no ham, no spam. You shouldn't have did it. Huh? You wrong, boo. Now you're going to get these words. You're going to get this action. And I was strong as two left shoes. But God, thank you, God, because you didn't stop right there. You didn't leave me as damaged goods. You didn't leave me as an unfinished product. You like Philippians 1 and 6. Let me quote that with confidence. Huh? <laughs> you like Philippians 1 and 6. I am so confident in you of this very thing that you, God, who have begun a good work in me, you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ coming. I'm so grateful that you have not stopped doing the work. And Father, I'm grateful for all those who listen and hear that you have not stopped doing the work for them either. I'm so grateful. Father, continue to do the work in us, oh God. Oh God, we want you to do the work. We want you to do the work. We want you to do the work, God. We want you to do the work. And as you do the work, Lord God, help us to yield to you so that you can have a finished product. Father, we ask you to do this today, God. Do it today in the hearts of those who are hearing. God, in those parts where they said, ouch, ooh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Help them, God. And also help each member in the home. Help them to have grace for one another while they're going through the process. Father, we ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, listen. We're done, son. All right, that was all I had. As always, I ask you to like, follow, share. Share, share, share. Sharing is caring. And also, subscribe. Hey, I want you to subscribe. I want you to be in tune with what's happening next. And I also want you to send your comments, send your emails to thefamilymademom at gmail.com. I want you to do that. Or you can also go to familymademom.com on the contact page and you can just write all your stuffies there. I want to hear from you. So hopefully you've listened to the end. Please take the time to tell me what you thought. No, I'm not going to share all your business. I'm not like that because just like I said, I'm too busy sharing my own business. You hear what I'm saying? I'm too busy giving you the nuggets that I learned. That's what I'm about. I want to share from being transparent. I don't want to share from putting people out there and judging people. It stinks to be judged. 
it stinks. And we're going to get enough judgment when the Lord, <laughs> when we stand before the Lord. We don't need no more. Huh? All right. This is Ty the Family Made Mom. Be blessed.